Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been to New Mexico? That's New Mexico, not Old Mexico. You do, of course, realize that New Mexico is one of our 50 states, right? You may not realize it, but there are still a number of people who think it's really south of the border. Well, friends, I hate to break it to you, but New Mexico is actually the 47th state. It was admitted way back in 1912. But there are still folks out there who never learned that in their geography or social studies classes. And that is a real shame, I tell you. Well, having lived there myself for a number of years, I have to clue you in on some of the attractions of this land of enchantment, as they call it. And just to set the stage, how about some authentic music to get us started? Ah, perfect. Number one, whenever you hear those old cowboy songs about life on the Rio Grande, they're usually talking about New Mexico. Rio Grande means big river and it runs all the way from Colorado, right through the middle of the state, right down to Old Mexico. Wow! And here's fact number two. New Mexico is known for its rather mild, warm, high desert climate. This is the main reason that many Easterners who are tired of the cold and snowy winters often migrate to the state just to get out of shoveling their driveways. And I have to confess, I was one of those. After suffering through way too many blizzards, I was ready to enjoy some nice weather for a change. But even paradise has its dark side, my friends. And so the story I'm going to share with you today involves a little quirk about the weather in New Mexico. I call it the day that heck froze over. Of course, you notice that I used the word heck. That's a radio speak for the word hell as you probably know. (gasps) Back in the early days of radio and TV, they used to have sensors policing the airwaves for all sorts of things, including so-called dirty words, swearing, and other old-fashioned notions we inherited from our Puritan ancestors. (gasps) So the standards and practices people had their own set of Ten Commandments, one of which said, Thou shalt never use the word hell. (laughs) And not surprisingly, They came up with their own substitute words to use whenever comedians and other performers tried to get away with more colorful language. And rumor had it that the word heck came about when the censor at NBC borrowed the last name of some salesman at the network, Mr. Heck, and declared that thenceforth and from that point on, the word heck was to be used as a suitable replacement for those fiery, hot regions of the netherworld where all the sinners are condemned to live out eternity. (laughs) I don't know whatever happened to Mr. Heck the Salesman, but many have speculated that this poor soul probably wound up in Heck himself for some transgressions he committed while trying to sell sunscreen lotion to Eskimos or something like that. Well, anyway, back to our story. As I mentioned, New Mexico is famous for its sunny weather. It's also famous for green chili cheeseburgers, hot air balloon festivals, Native American reservations, and of course, prairie dogs. These cute little animals are a little bit like groundhogs and gophers. And they like to burrow underground, creating huge subterranean communities wherever there's a large piece of vacant land, 
like a median on the interstate highway or wide open prairies where there's nothing else but sand, tumbleweeds, and pinion trees as far as the eye can see. Well, in the scenic foothills of a booming metropolis of Albuquerque, New Mexico, you can often see quite a few of these cute critters just hanging out and popping in and out of their burrows. But more about that later. When we talk about the mild, high desert climate, one thing people don't realize is that there are four seasons in New Mexico, but they're generally so mild that one just blends into another. With one exception, and that was the year that Mother Nature pulled a fast one and sent a bone-shivering Midwestern-style cold snap into Albuquerque. Overnight, temperatures plummeted, complicated by the fact that the precipitation lingering in the air from the day before was still sitting on the ground, making things very, very icy. As luck would have it, this was the weekend that my family had come into town, and we were showing them around. We had planned to take them to all the tourist spots, including Old Town Albuquerque on the banks of the Rio Grande. But the deep freeze changed that. The old stagecoaches didn't have snow tires, so they were slipping and sliding all over the street. Chickens were rushing into the nearest KFC restaurant and begging to use the pressure cooker. The natives started drinking hot sauce instead of coffee. Boy Scouts were offering to de-ice little old ladies. Get your hands off me, sonny! And the old West gunslingers, who usually staged a shootout on the town square every day at high noon, were totally freaked out. Their hands were so frostbitten, they couldn't even feel their trigger fingers. What? <laughs> well, that was not the worst of it, my friends. The deep freeze lingered right through the weekend. And so, Monday morning arrived, and it was time for everyone to go back to work. But you have to understand, unlike blizzard-bound cities like Cleveland, Buffalo, and Bemidji, Minnesota, Albuquerque wasn't accustomed to this kind of weather. They weren't prepared at all for the onslaught of a merciless Jack Frost gone totally berserk. The city public works department didn't even have decent snow removal equipment, or for that matter, trucks to spread road salt on all the main roads. The usual course of action consisted of just laying low until noontime, when the sun would melt whatever ice still remained on the streets. But this time, it didn't happen that way. The ice was so thick, a huge glacier began creeping down the side of the Sandia Mountains, tying up all the traffic on Montgomery Boulevard. Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. They could have done better by spreading roasted red chilies all over the roadways. Well, that Monday morning, I had to get the car out of the garage and head downtown for an early meeting. I had no idea how serious the situation had become. Back east, of course, the road salting crews would already have been out at the crack of dawn, so I didn't expect any problems in a major city like Albuquerque. Boy, was I wrong. Our neighborhood was in the foothills of the Sandia Mountains, so as you can imagine, all the streets were on an incline. Not very steep, mind you, but enough to make things pretty treacherous. The moment I got out on the street, I realized that I was now trapped on a toboggan run that would put the Winter Olympics to shame. All the roads were like skating rinks. My car had no traction whatsoever. I began picking up speed, hurtling out of control towards a nearby intersection. Could I manage to stop in time? The prospects were not very good. Then, just ahead of me, 
I suddenly spotted the walking trail that ran alongside Tramway Boulevard. Remember those prairie dogs I mentioned earlier? Well, this walking trail, which was bordered by miles of park-like southwestern landscaped open land, was where dozens of prairie dog colonies were located. Because they were all underground, they were sort of like gated condominium communities, and certain prairie dogs served as sentries, doing guard duty at all the entrances to the burrows. They'd usually pop their heads out of the holes in the ground, and if they spotted a human intruder, they'd start eeping wildly to spread the alarm. Well, this time, they must have guessed that something was up. Because as my car careened closer on a collision course straight for their community, all of them began eeping like it was Armageddon. Alert! Alert! Collision imminent! Luckily, the only thing that happened was having my car slam into a big mound of dirt with very little damage to either the vehicle or the prairie dog village. Wow! As they say at the end of movies, no harm came to any animals in the taping of this podcast. Hi, Chihuahua, senor! But from that moment on, I realized that if you wanted to drive in Albuquerque during ice storms, you'd better be driving something substantial. Something like the Batmobile, with flamethrowers on the front and a parachute on the back. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.